Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. You've made it to episode seven of Fandemonium. Thanks for joining us. We love you all. It is officially August, and I think we can safely say that Taylor Swift owns this month. Taylor Swift owns every month of my life and my heart, but yes, let's go with just August. (laughs) She turned a summer of lover into a summer of witch in the woods. I love it. I love the um, emo vibes and everyone getting pissy that now she's claimed folk indie. (laughs) I absolutely live for it. I guess we're jumping right into Taylor then. I thought we were going to tell everybody our agenda. Agenda. (laughs) I love how you say the word agenda. (laughs) I mean, yeah, why not? Let's let's just go straight into it because it's something that I'm feeling very passionate about. So, what I don't even remember what day of the week it was. Was it last Thursday? She just kind of like came on Twitter and was like, "Well, bam. Full album coming out tomorrow. Hold on to your pants. Hold on to your knickers, lads. We're going in for a new Swifty album." Well, she's been pretty quiet over the whole Rona outbreak, hasn't she? She literally tweeted a glorious gorgeous selfie of herself with the caption not a lot going on right now (laughs) what an iconic quote of course there was a lot going on she only wrote one of the most iconic songs that day didn't she she just totally threw us off the scent with that (sighs) she's so clever i sort of want to just jump like fully into the taylor swift fandom like i feel like i've always kind of stayed on the outside and never like engaged much but like Mm. I think she's like a really rewarding artist to be a fan of because she actually interacts with her fans. Mm. And like, if you prove your loyalty to her, you get special treatment. And Mm. I just don't think a lot of artists do it like that. I mean, she's got, I guess you could say a lot of um, other artists have tried to follow in her footsteps with the whole Taylor Nation. And then you have Harry Styles HQ and, you know, all of that type of thing. Yeah, like a professionally run fan account almost. Yeah, but none of them, to my knowledge, are to the extent of what Taylor Nation is. Like calling out people, following them, giving them meet and greets before and after shows, merchandise, whatever it is. Yeah, I definitely think she's been a trendsetter in that regard. But I also think it it does kind of set up attention in the fandom of Mm. like who can prove themselves to be the most worthy which could definitely be a little bit toxic I would imagine. Mm. I mean I'm not in to the fandom either. I actually have a few friends who have fan accounts and have met her. Yeah. But I mean no one's ever going to say anything bad about her or how any of that is run because you know they've been some of the chosen ones who have had that opportunity and that once in a lifetime experience so... Well, it just, like, it's funny because it kind of ties into the One Direction anniversary flop festival that was July 23rd. I'm still not happy about it. Is anyone happy? No. And, like, I think because being in One Direction was, like, the first real experience I ever had with fandom. And I learned very quickly not to expect a lot from them. Not that they didn't give a lot. I mean, obviously, like, five albums, four giant tours is a lot. Mm. Like, I think (laughs) to get an album every year that you're a fan is, like, incredibly good. But, like, after, I don't know, maybe 2012, their interactions with fans were much more limited. Like, the odds of you ever getting a tweet from them or meeting them 
was just so low. Like, it was so, so incredibly low. Yeah. If you weren't, like, a certified stalker. <laughs> Which, like, you know, again, that's totally their prerogative. You don't have to be the kind of, you know, celebrity that gives yourself 100% to fans and is just always open and, you know, sh- overshares on social media and we know every aspect of your life. And, mm. you know, if they don't want to be like that, that's fine. But that was how I learned, you know, to not expect that much. Yeah. And, like, was I ever going to get a selfie of Harry on his Instagram? No. (laughs) That was never going to happen. And so, with Taylor Swift, it's like, actually, if you put in the work as a fan, you you could get something back. Mm. And it's a very, very, very different kind of fandom. Totally. And, I mean, I feel like she utilizes a lot of platforms very well. Yeah. So, she'll follow certain people on Tumblr and then... Apparently, when they meet each other, she says, oh, you're blah, blah, blah from Tumblr, as if they're sort of best friends and they have that connection and that relationship, like you said. Yeah, that's incredible. She doesn't follow anyone on Twitter. I don't know about Instagram, but Tumblr is like her platform, isn't it? I mean, I think she's the only, you know, mainstream artist utilizing Tumblr, Mm. let alone to that degree. I mean, Tumblr can be an absolute cesspool, so it's kind of amazing that she's made it like her domain. (laughs) true hey do you remember when she liked one of our articles oh yeah i forgot about that actually shout out that was special we see you we love you it was like a lyrics from lover that for instagram captions something like that yeah someone shared it on tumblr and she liked it i thought that was really cool like that's just like a really cool thing like from somebody as big as she is to get that kind of an interaction is just like so rare so it's, it's just neat that she does that it's so cool I do have one little bone to pick with the whole folklore thing. That the cardigan is ugly as sin? Not that. Oh. <laughs> um, as in, like, if I was sent one, I would definitely wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and if you were listening to Fandemonium episode six, you'd be on the same page as us here. It's all of these different pieces of merch that are coming out, like... I understand why her label, her team are doing it. So you've got the limited edition merchandise, which is only there for a week. So you need to decide which one of those you like. You've got eight different albums to choose from. Same album, different covers. In fact, is there more? Was there just eight LPs? Was there eight CDs as well? I don't even know anymore. Then there's the cardigan 7 inch the cardigan 12 inch the cardigan picture disc the cardigan picture disc 12 inch the cardigan candle in the whatever it was version the (laughs) something else version and like i get it you want to make money you want to make this a huge multi-million selling album which you clearly already have done but she has still a young fan base like I know she's Taylor Swift she's grown up she's 30 31 now she's she's dropping f-bombs in her songs like I'm here for that I'm living for that but your fans can still only buy a certain amount of merchandise and like we were saying before they are those types of fans who want everything they're so deep into the fandom they want all of the collectible things they want a full collection they don't want anything missing and I just feel so bad that you buy one thing 
Then the next day, you get another email being like, oh, one more thing here for 24 hours only. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. And the shipping costs that you like accumulate because you end up ordering all of these things separately. Yeah, because you can't. You can't order them in bundles because they don't exist. No, and then it's like limited edition, you know, only this week. And then all of a sudden it's like back for a limited time only was the limited edition thing. And like, you're like, wait, like, why did I rush to order that last week? And now it's back already. Mm. And (laughs) you know what? has annoyed me the most about this release is that (laughs) the billboard chart changes have not taken effect yet i don't think they take effect until october so all of this merchandise is shipping in what is it 18 to 20 weeks or something like that like are you joking 20 weeks (laughs) that's that's insane i kind of get it for the records because well, I don't think we've spoken about it before. We've spoken about it personally. Like, there's not enough, not enough pressing plants in order to create all of the, the vinyl that people are consuming now. Like, yeah, I get it. There's a long lead time on that. But t-shirts, CDs, all of that other stuff, you can whack that out in a couple of weeks. Like, what's happening? No, I mean, in what is twenty weeks? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen, five months. Good oh math. my god. <laughs> When, what will be in five months from now? August, September, October, November, December? You may get this in time for Christmas if you order it right now. That is absolutely ridiculous and it should not be acceptable. And I still am glad that Billboard changed their rules because mm. you you cannot sell music and move up the charts and the purchaser, the consumer, does not get their product for five months. Yeah. That absolutely does not make sense. It's really not fair. You can't take their money and not deliver for that long. It's that's absolutely sinful. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. This isn't personal. <laughs> this is the tactics that people are using. Yeah. I mean, if I had bumped into her when I was in Watch Hill the other day, <laughs> I would have given her a piece of my mind because I just don't think this is a cool way to treat your fans. I mean, would you would you actually think of that in the moment? No, I was I was actually like the whole time I was driving there, I was like, she asked me what my favorite song was off folklore. Oh what did I tell her? <laughs> and what conclusion did you come to? My tears ricochet, I think, is my favorite. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's got such a big like instrumental build up that a lot of her other songs don't really get going in that way. And I really I really I like have honestly been listening to that album exclusively since it came out. See, I don't know how you can do that because, like, it's like a certain vibe. Well, obviously, I'm just depressed. <laughs> I think that's the, the obvious conclusion. Yes, I'm. Um, it's a really good album for like when you're sat on the computer all day and you have it just like on. I would literally be slumped over my keyboard, either asleep or crying, if I was playing it while I was trying to work. Like, it's not two in your face like if i'm dropping all of the big tiktok beats then i want to get up and start doing the dances to go along with them this is more like my angsty emotional maybe that's why i've been crying a lot recently (laughs) i don't know i'm just into it oh my god yeah when i'm working that that's not quite the kind of soundtrack i'm looking for to work to wow i'm i'm pretty fussy with stuff I listen to when I work because I can't listen to like podcasts or audiobooks when I work because I start typing the words that I'm listening to. <laughs> so 
so <laughs> you caught me being um, a little bit hypocritical when this album first dropped. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but... Babe, it all blurs into one with you at the moment. When I first listened to it... Okay, well, let me let me back up first. So when I watched the Miss Americana documentary on Netflix, I was like, when Taylor sings her songs cross-legged on the floor with an acoustic guitar oh it's coming back to me now and she just you just hear the lyrics and her wordplay and it's so beautiful when she's just you know simple tailor and a guitar and that you know I thought reputation and lover were overproduced and that I really liked her more acoustic. And then she gives us folklore, which is like an entire album of like... Of literally what you asked for. Yes. Word for word. I'm like, it's boring. I feel like a bit of context on this. I feel like, Jackie, you're definitely one of those people who do not listen to an album from track one to track 13. Hey. <laughs> you, like, you just don't do that, do you? Well, I'm very disciplined. Like, I always will listen to it in track order when it first comes out. Right. Because you know, I think Spotify likes to throw on the shuffle, and that's not how it's designed to be listened to. So I try to be respectful, and I try to do it right. But usually, after, like, three songs, I'm like, um, I need something I know again because I'm bored of listening to songs that I don't know. It's very strange. I really don't like listening to music that I don't know. <laughs> for someone who um works for a, you know, A-star music blog, it's very strange. I know, it's tough. It's tough. I think that's why TikTok has been really good for me because I am exposed to new music without even really realizing it. I don't have to put in effort like I'm listening to songs I don't know because they just kind of are playing in the background and you just learn them and they don't become, you know, they, they're not new anymore. I mean, yeah, good idea. Yeah. And I mean, when I was in radio too, like it played, just, it just played all day long. Mm. And it would kind of like, I just like learned the songs like through osmosis and not realize it either. But when I have to actively listen to, so, okay, so I think a big part of the problem actually here is that albums are too long right now oh my god just blame everyone else but you yeah well it's not my fault okay i'm just an average millennial who doesn't need a 17 track album i i can't agree when harry dropped harry styles and it was 10 songs perfect to fit on one record it was, it was just like he just did the damn thing man it was perfect it was digestible i could listen to it all the way through without having an adhd attack oh come on you can't really compare everyone else to Harry Styles. You're going to listen to it. If he put his fucking farts on an album, you'd listen to it all the way through. That's not even true. Like, I don't live that far up Harry's asshole. Like, I don't think everything he does is perfect. I mean, you'd, you'd still listen to it all the way through first time, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no, but I think, I mean, that album had flaws for sure. But I think a 10 track album like nobody does that anymore because of the streaming money they mm. want as many songs as possible and it just makes for like just you can't digest it all it's too much 
you're just very easily overwhelmed, my love. Oh, well, that's you're not wrong, but of course like, I'm I right. still I have fully listened to and can sing along with the one cardigan, the last great American Dynasty, Exile, My Tears Ricochet, and Mirrorball, and then I, I haven't even really delved Are into you the seriously not onto Betty yet. Why everybody's in like obsessed with Betty and I listened like when I did my one big listen through that song didn't really like do it for me. Oh my god, I love that one. I like illicit affairs as well. Yeah, well I'll get there eventually. Alright, well we'll talk about it in two months' time, shall we, once you've <laughs> digested it. Listen, it's been a week and I've gotten those six songs or seven. I'm on a a song a day pace. <laughs> we should have actually been um at Loverfest this week, shouldn't we? <sighs> I hope the microphone can pick up my sigh. Oh, don't worry, it did. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, like, people thought that she timed that Folklore would come out the day that Kanye's album came out, but I think she timed it to come out mm. right before Loverfest, East and West. Well, were East and West back-to-back? I can't even remember. I don't know, because we never planned on going to West, so I didn't take notice. I feel like they were similar times. I feel like she planned this to come out mm. to kind of ease the pain of that not happening for us. Yeah. Think, thanks, Taylor. I'm still really interested in if Loverfest will still be a thing, if this is going to be like a combined lover folklore thing, and whether it's Folk still... Loverfest? Folk Loverfest, yep. Yep, God, it. that sounds like some hippie shit. Um, <laughs> whether whether this is still going to be like, because it she billed it as if it's like the Taylor Swift festival, and we were they're all thinking about oh which of her friends is she going to bring along? Is it going to mm-hmm. be like a Charlie XCX and a Heim and a uh, whoever a Troy Sivan, whoever she's friends with? Mm-hmm. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I know, like, it's another one of those things where I was like, maybe it just will never happen. Mm. Because, like, things are so weird now, like, with having another album come out and her, you know, her mom being ill and yeah, Corona, obviously. And, like, I don't know, I think 2021 is going to be really interesting because I feel like a lot of the concerts that were rescheduled from 2020 are not going to be able to get off the ground mm. and happen for a variety of reasons. And then this money that they've been holding for, like, one to two years mm-hmm. they're going to have to refund at some point and i don't know where they're going to get it from yeah and i mean like you said there's only a certain amount of shows that they can reschedule for next year and then keep rescheduling in case things aren't where they want them to be anymore and i don't know it's just all the uncertainty and even like with harry like and i mean and to, same with taylor like so you were planning on touring one album mm-hmm. and then like Taylor has now officially put out another album. People were thinking that Harry's in Italy to write his third album. Like, do do you wait to put out music? But like, maybe you're not, you, you're missing out on a lot of money if you're waiting. Mm. You know, is it, do you just change up your tour and it's, you're touring a different album instead and you just rebranded and like, I don't know, it's so, so many things that are just so unprecedented. Yeah. It's weird times. It's a weird-ass time, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Do you know what else I didn't like? <laughs> what? It's the next thing on our agenda. Oh, the agenda. It's, um... What the fuck was that One Direction anniversary? 
Oh, yeah, we touched on this briefly, but let's jump in fully. Jesus Christ. Not a lot to jump into since they gave us absolutely nothing. Well, come on now. They gave us a website. Welcome back to One Direction Pop Peeves with Verity <laughs> and Jackie. <laughs> hey, we definitely need a jingle for that. I think that just is this podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they gave us a whole ass website. Um, I never actually got on it the day of the anniversary because it just kept crashing. Yeah, I I didn't go on it on that day. I got on it after. It's just, this has always amazed me with One Direction, all of the One Direction alumni and anybody who has ever worked with them is that they never seem to anticipate the level of traffic that those boys are going to drive. Mm-hmm. And the sites always, always crash. You know, whether it's like, a stupid magazine who's selling, you know, Louie on the cover or yeah. Niles doing something with charity and people can buy tickets or something at this level. Like, how do you underestimate that and not have the proper resources so that these things don't crash like this? I mean, it's ridiculous. We've even got the official stats for how many page views they had on their website. So it had over 75 million page views. And that was... Nuts over i think less than a week period and the official press release says this is the largest online one direction event in history the previous being nine million page views in one week for the one big announcement in 2013 so nine million versus 75 million nine versus 75 jesus that is an unbelievable measurement of the hunger that still mm-hmm. exists in that fandom and the amount of money they left on the table by not giving anybody anything to buy. Yeah. It, it is mind-blowing to me. And it really makes me wonder if there's weird legal stuff happening behind the scenes because, like, if they just put out one singular One Direction 10-year anniversary t-shirt mm-hmm. only for sale on July 23rd, 2020, I cannot even imagine the amount that they would have sold. Yeah. It would have been just enormous, and they just they didn't even do that. It's it's like you said. There's got to be something else because there's no way that Sony would pass up making that colossal amount of money. There's no way. It doesn't. It does not make any sense. Like, I mean, a greatest hits album, like we discussed, was one of the main mm-hmm. you know ideas being floated around through the fandom that clearly didn't happen, even though it would have required minimal effort. Yeah. That didn't give us any sort of a documentary. They put together old footage and presented it like it was new, which I think is a really cheap shot to take. It, I feel like that would work for other bands who didn't have a fandom as hungry as they do. Yeah, I mean, they've everybody in, in this fandom has consumed every piece of video ever yeah. filmed of those five boys. And it's not even like this is an anniversary of, I don't know, a legacy artist. I don't know, let's pull one out of my ass, Fleetwood Mac. If you gave us catalogue footage of something that's like 50, 60 years ago, that would still be good for a large amount of people because they wouldn't have been into them then. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really correlate with One Direction because... We grew up with them. As you said, we digested all of that when it first came out. It's still fresh in our memories because there's been fuck all else from them. That's a very good point. And it just hasn't been that long. There hasn't been that much time. No. By. It doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, 
I'm just reading through this press release of all the different stats from that day. Um, so on the 23rd, they had the biggest ever streaming day with 47 million streams, making the most streamed artist on Spotify globally that day. So that's a considerable amount of money they made there. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to what we've said before, the amount of appetite people have for this. We would, like you said before, this is a Jackie Colgraf quote, we would lap that shit up with a spoon. <laughs> Boy, that does sound like something I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you said eat that shit up with a spoon. My bad. Um, we can lap, we can eat. <laughs> lap sounds more proper and British. <laughs> All I really wanted from them was for them to pick up their phone, open their All camera. All was the truth. Yeah, yeah. Open the camera <laughs> and... Just give me some kind of video message. Yeah. Do you know, like, it's all very well and good them typing out these tweets that have been pre-approved by their PR and whoever else has seen them before they go out to make sure they don't offend anyone and they're thanking the right people. <laughs> I just want to see them and say, do you know what? Thank you, everyone, for supporting us. Thank you for still being there for us. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. We've made some amazing memories. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. Zayn Malik could even just like one of those. You know, you are in the position you are in because you were in One Direction. So there was like the biggest debate that was happening that I noticed on Twitter, especially was when people would tweet like, this is bullshit that you gave us nothing. Mm -hmm. People's response was they don't owe you anything. I disagree. Yeah, I do too, because I've seen that kind of thought process a lot. And I, I think it applies to they don't owe you like, you know, a conversation when you meet them on the street. They don't owe you a selfie when you interrupt their dinner. Mm. They don't owe you anything except, you know, music and concerts. And they even don't really owe you that. But we as fans choose to spend our money with them and we make them as big as they are. It is not asking too much to get a little in return. Yeah. It's a tricky one. You know, but I think in this case, we're actually asking them to do what their career is, which mm. is give us music. And that's not asking too much in terms of a giant decade anniversary, you know, momentous occasion. And the fact that it was hinted at and built up into such a big thing to then be given what we did it's yeah. just a bit it's just a bit shit isn't it yeah it was it was quite a letdown mm. especially knowing like most of us are still in like some form of lockdown mm -hmm. not doing a lot like unless you're harry and you're jogging around with a mustache through the streets of italy <laughs> <laughs> or i guess niall was going to garden parties but anyways nobody's that busy no, definitely not too busy to take a few minutes, like you said, and record a video mm -hmm. so that it just felt a little personal and it was a little bit of new content. Yeah. That was not asking too much. They do owe us that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm getting hungry for lunch. <laughs> well, we've only got two more things to talk about. I know, we're cruising. Remember when we used to have to have filler content, like accent challenges? <laughs> yeah. Now we can just shoot the shit no problem for an hour. <laughs> shoot that shit. So 
The one person that I don't think really owes us anything is Zane. Like, I think expecting him to come online for the anniversary when he's literally never online, period, mm. and say something about the band that he left prematurely was probably never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can dream, but yeah. yeah that, that was super unlikely. And I also, like, God, I was thinking the other day that, like, if he had just, obviously, like, if his mental health was terrible that he couldn't stay, he couldn't stay. Like, I'm not questioning mm. that. But if, like, if he had been able to hang in there for, like, another wasn't i don't even think it was a year that they continued on without him it was like from march to like january right i think so he would have like the amount of money that he could have made and continued making Mm. is like oh my god he lost out on so much but obviously he has plenty of money and he's fine and if it was what he needed to do for his mental health then that's what he needed to do but i was just thinking that like woof, just like nine or ten more months and he would have been in a much better position but I don't think we need to worry about Zane's finances. Zane is living large on the Hadid, Pennsylvania farm. I think he's very happy there. Zane doesn't mind the decor of Gigi. <laughs> well, I was like, are they going to raise the Zigi baby like underneath a horse, like in a barn? <laughs> uh, what, like, ba- like baby Jesus? Yes, like is she going to give birth in the hay? But then... She posted on her Instagram, like, a bunch of shots that I think are from a Manhattan apartment. I don't think they're from the farm. It seems like... No, I definitely don't think they're, they're from um, the farm. But I don't know, like, exactly what city they're in, but I think they're from Manhattan. Yeah, I don't actually know. Because, I mean, she and Zane were living in um, the, like, Lolita neighborhood. I used to <laughs> I used to go down and look at the outside of their apartment because it's just <laughs> so cool. And just hope that they would come out, but they never did. I swear I'm not a stalker. It's just a really cool neighborhood. <laughs> but I don't know if that's the same one that she posted photos of. Um, I could, pro- if I like really wanted to know, I could probably like look at the window shape. But oh my god, that is stalkerish. I won't go. Well, you know, like the like real fandom stalkers like match like draperies from hotels to figure out what hotels celebrities are staying at. It's a scary world. I'm not down with that. No. So I won't try to figure out CG's apartment. But <laughs> so Gigi posts these pictures of her apartment and they are so cool. Are you shitting me? You don't think they're cool? I think why has she got fucking coloured pasta and why is there a giant pen? Oh my god. See, okay, I was reading like because I'm an idiot and I read Facebook comments sometimes, <laughs> like the masochistic fool that I am. And people were like, ew, not my taste. This would give me a headache every day. And I was like, first of all, you could never fucking afford this in your wildest dreams. So, like, don't even worry about it. Second of all, her taste is so different. Like, I I mean, I should have known that she was cool because Zane is cool. And together they're insanely cool. And obviously she's going to have cool taste. But does she have all white with like mid-century modern decor and millennial pink and Scandinavian minimalist crap that every freaking millennial likes. No, she used orange. She used yellow. She oh has my rugs. God. She has a bathroom wallpapered with New Yorker covers. Like it's just like it's so different. It's not Pinterest, it's not TikTok, it's not Amazon, <laughs> that's for sure. It's freaking sick. 
I agree with some of those statements, but there's certain things in this that I cannot get past. Okay, what are they? I cannot get past these pasta things that she's got in the doors. So I guess we should try to, if you're not looking at Gigi's Instagram, basically she has in her kitchen, I think it's her island, her kitchen island, she has glass front cabinets. Mm Mm-hmm. That are filled with various pasta shapes. Oh, I hate how you say pasta. 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 You sound like you, that should be the American way. <laughs> pasta. Like, I feel like we say it fancier. Yeah, you, I guess you do, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, she's got like a green one, a yellow one, a red one, a blue one. It looks like something I would make at primary school paint some dried pasta, bring it home to my mum and be like, I've made you something as a present. And then she'd look at it for a week and then once I'd gotten over it, it would go in the bin. I think it looks so cool. It's like food, colours. It's just like, it's different. It's fucking awful. The next (laughs) bit we have that is absolutely horrific. No, I need to get this out of my system. Oh gosh, she's steamrolling on. I need to get this out of my system. We're scrolling on to the next picture. The bathroom is cool with the... Is that the New Yorker prints on the wall in the bathroom? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's sick. What the fuck is this giant plastic yellow pen resting against the door? I'm assuming it's got to be some kind of sculpture from an artist. I'm assuming. I I just I I don't get it. I don't get it's that. It's cool. It's like it's whimsical. The pen is not cool. The bedroom's cool. I like the lights. I like the stone thing at the side. I like the circular thingies above the bed. Wait, but you skipped so she has this art on the wall um, adjacent to the giant yellow pen and it says welcome all ages all colors all sizes all cultures all genders all beliefs all religions all types all people safe here and it's by um an artist she tagged Eamon Harrington mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and I just think like that sentiment is so nice I just love them that's cute all right go on what else do you hate well, I mean, the call stopped and I've, I've already said everything that I hate. That was it? You like everything else? Um, I like the sofas. Um, I like the like gold hint she's got in the kitchen. They look really cool. That um, sofa is Missoni and it's so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It looks like really high-end like stoner decor the Mm, couch yeah like really rich stoners i'm not keen on the if you go to the second picture there's another piece of art on the wall that looks like it's almost got you know the shapes when you cut open a a rock and (laughs) things and it's a funny shape and it's on the wall and it's exactly the same shape as the deliveroo logo like a rabbit type thing Oh my god. Um, so you heard it here first, people. Zane and Gigi have a Deliveroo sculpture on their living room wall. Um, I quite like the wooden cladding bit that goes in with it. Um, not sure why they've got snooker balls in the kitchen on the island, but... Snooker balls? Well, what are they? 
Pool balls? Billiard they're balls. not pool, they're snooker or whatever they are. Whatever the hell that is. You don't know what snooker is? No. Oh my god. I'm American. Look, that's not an excuse. <laughs> well, anyway, she has a giant wooden dish full of snooker slash pool slash billiards balls on the kitchen island. <laughs> not sure about that, but um, yeah, and also don't like... What is this in, like, her dressing room, I guess? Her chair thing. You don't like the chair. That's fucking The coolest horrific. chair in the world. That looks disgusting. This is also coming from the person... You like those horrific kettles and toasters. Oh, the Dolce & Gabbana Smeg line? Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, I do. I, my style is a little garish. No shit. I hate the minimalist decor that is trendy for millennials. I hate it. I hate that chair. It looks like it stinks. It's uh, it's like this vintage like barber chair. Kind yeah, of. I guess so. It's yellow, like mustard yellow, tufted, scrolly details on the edges. It's I think it's so cool. Hate it. It almost <laughs> looks like the bottom should be my cat's scratching post. And there's like if you look really closely at the picture, there's a reflection. It must be like a dressing room adjacent to yeah. the closet, and you can see all her beautiful handbags like lined up on shelves on the wall. God, these people cool. are so neat. Makes me sick. There's great rugs happening in this house too. Like they have a stair runner that is just the coolest. I don't even know how to describe this rug. Like no part of the rug is the same. Yeah, that's it's just cool. like a mishmash of like twenty different patterns. It's beautiful. Don't mind that. There's a piece of artwork at the bottom of the stairs made by the same artist who did the one that you don't like that looks like the Deliveroo logo. Hmm. I prefer that one at the bottom of the stairs, but, you know, it's not down to me. <laughs> it must be cool to be an artist and have, like, a relationship with her and be able to sell her multiple pieces. Well, I applaud Gigi for her different taste. I... <laughs> You don't. <laughs> no, each to their own. I couldn't live with all of those things in my house. She's... The caption, I didn't even read the caption of the photo, says, spent all of last year designing and curating my passion project slash dream spot. Of course, it all came together right before quarantining out of the city. See, she, the way she says the city, I'm quite sure this is Manhattan. This is Manhattan. I just read yeah. it in an article. Oh, good. But I'm excited for the time I'll get to spend enjoying all the special corners that were made with a little help from some of my favorite creatives who embraced my ideas and didn't call me crazy, and my mama, who is the greatest homemaking sounding board I could ask for. She called me crazy when required. <laughs> Grateful to and for all. Cute. That's sweet. Like, do you think Zane is gonna friggin' live in, like, a boring-ass apartment? No way. I the, just don't The guy think... who used to spray paint his own walls, and he was like... I can spray paint the walls because nobody can tell me I can't. <laughs> I, I think Zane, Zane wouldn't care where he is as long as he's got a stash of weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, he's an artsy boy, man. He definitely cares. Yeah, I don't know. Get him high enough and he might eat the blue pasta. The picture of them kissing is so cute. I want to throw up. It's, I'm... <laughs> Like, I just opened it to stare at it now for so a few did seconds. I. Oh, they're just so cute. I, I just really like them. his hair like that as well. I love it when the hair goes into the beard like that. 
he's like he has the most amazing hair growth of any man i've ever seen Mm. he can literally wear his hair in any style and it looks good and he can shave it all off and like a week later he hasn't it's all grown in again Mm. oh their baby's gonna be so gorgeous oh my god i can't wait to see it i'm really like i hope so this is another thing where i'm torn but like i really want nothing's fine i'm torn good reference i want her to share it with us but i'm also gonna respect it if she chooses not to but god i really hope that she does just gonna have to wait and see oh my god there's so much exciting things coming up like i can't stand how little we've been able to see of liam's baby like obviously he and cheryl have the right to keep bear out of the public eye but oh Mm. my god i want to see him i reckon once they start getting a little bit older and stuff you will yeah they want to, you know, they got to get that sponsorship money on Instagram. Yeah. So I, th- I feel like if I was in their position, I would feel a little weird about it. Yeah. I mean, even for like regular bloggers or mm. like who or like mommy bloggers who like share their children and like their children don't really understand that they're being shared and you can't really ask their permission. Mm. Like it's kind of a funny gray area. Yeah, it is. Like, what if the kid turns, like, eight and is like, why the fuck is my face plastered all over the internet, mommy? Mm. And she's like, well, actually, with all the sponsorship money I got, you get, you know, you have a free ride to college. (laughs) I don't know. Weird. It's funny. But anyways, I'd like to see some pictures of the ZG baby, please. I'm sure there will be a social media post once it pops out. What do you think they're going to name it? I was just thinking that. I don't know. It's going to be something quirky, I reckon. Cute and quirky. Mm. I think so too. Maybe something like Verity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And now for a commercial break. (laughs) Just kidding, we don't have any sponsors yet. Give it time. Uh, So what was the last thing on the agenda? Billboard. Uh, Oh, right. Oh my god, that accent. This was really interesting. If I, okay, I, if you took a shot for every time I said, so anyways, like the new thing is how many times I say interesting. <laughs> a lot of things interest me. Why? This week being, <laughs> Billboard put out an article that says Harry Styles is the world's biggest young rock star. Why won't rock radio play him? Mm. And it got, thirty to date, it has 36.7 thousand likes. Which is quite high for a billboard. Yeah. If they're not talking about BTS. So this art, I, I wanted to preface this by saying that this article was written by a man. Ugh, gross. I always think that's important information. So it goes, if you were to invent an artist to keep the flame burning for classic rock in a musical mainstream increasingly unfriendly to the genre's traditions, they'd probably look and sound a lot like Harry Styles. A dashing, long-haired, highly fashionable, and occasionally gender-bending young Briton who dates pop stars and supermodels, obviously he had to throw that in, yeah. makes free love music videos, worships at the altars of Mick Jagger and Stevie Nicks, and sells out arenas worldwide with his guitar-based, slightly psychedelic pop rock. Why is there a question mark? That's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a question mark. Life at is times, a question. At times, style superstardom feels almost fictional, like some character a middle-aged writer would draw up for Russell Brand to play in a slapstick comedy, despite the archetype being almost entirely absent from the last decade plus of popular music. Wow, I love the idea of a Harry Styles forgetting Sarah Marshall crossover that he just made there. <laughs> Your favorite movie. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. 
So blah, blah, blah. While traditional radio success eluded Harry on his first album, I don't think it eluded him. I think that was intentional. Fine Line has seen two of its singles, Adore You and Watermelon Sugar, wholeheartedly embraced on the airwaves, becoming his first two top five. Yeah, yeah, we know. They charted amazing. La, la, la. Yet, for all his current success and acclaim, the world's biggest young rock star continues to be ignored at rock radio. While he appears well on his way to becoming a pop radio fixture, Styles has never even cracked any of Billboard's rock or alternative airplay charts. Rock Radio's initial reluctance to embrace Styles was hardly surprising, giving his musical roots as one-fifth of the massively successful vocal group One Direction. Despite having their own fair share of rock-flavored hits, 1D was considered to be firmly in the pop lane, especially by radio. La 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 la. However, at this point, Harry Styles no longer needs the quote of One Direction, unquote, to establish his place in the musical mainstream. He's very much a solo star in his own right. Yeah, we know. While Watermelon Sugar continues to climb a pop radio, only one station monitored by Billboard for our alternative songs airplay chart has attempted to play it, Alt 92.3 in New York, which gave it a paltry two spins in the prior tracking week. Two! And they wouldn't talk to Billboard about the story. That's not very nice. <laughs> Part of this re- the reason for this is simply that Styles' label, Columbia Records, isn't actively working his songs to rock or alternative radio. Even in a streaming age where programmers don't need to literally be sent an artist's song to have the ability to play it, that still matters. Radio columnist Sean Ross of the Ross on Radio newsletter explains that songs not being promoted to a certain radio format quote, tends to be the number one explanation for why isn't anybody playing this? It's also Mm. worth noting that pop radio has also been slow to embrace Harry Styles. Really? Well, they didn't play any of his songs on his first album. This is kind of a difficult one for me because obviously I'm not listening to US radio and I think it works quite differently over here Mm. Um, because he's, I guess, not so much for his first album, but this one definitely is played a lot on the radio like across all channels like radio one for your younger like young to i don't know whatever till 24 i guess and then radio two 25 to i don't know it's what my parents listen to even that plays harry styles yeah it is it's different here um so Yeah, like I said, Harry Styles' debut album, Sign of the Times, was maybe played like once or twice on radio because it was just exciting, like that it was his first, you know, Mm -hmm. solo single. And then I really don't think anything else really ever played again. And then I think, you know, Adore You, Watermelon Sugar, even Lights Up, which hasn't really, you know, gotten played, but like those kind of songs on that album are way more radio friendly than really anything that was on the debut album. Yeah. And when I say radio friendly, I definitely mean pop radio. And I don't really understand what this guy who wrote this article is thinking, because when you look at what is playing on American rock radio, Mm -hmm. Harry does not fit in. Like the top 10 artists on um, the most recent rock. I mean, this is different than the alt format, but this is the rock format is... Pretty Reckless, which is Taylor Momsen's band from mm-hmm. <laughs> Gossip Girl, Five Finger Death Punch, Shine Down, Metallica, Volbeat, Asking Alexandria, Seether, Pop Evil, and Star Set. He doesn't fit in there. It's not what he's about at all. No, I mean, I worked pretty closely 
with W. Can you imagine? <laughs> sorry, can you imagine lining up Volbeat next to Harry Styles? That's what I mean. Like I worked pretty closely with WAAF before it went away. RIP. And like, if I went up to any of the programmers on AAF and I was like, <laughs> "Have you considered adding Harry to the rotation?" They would have mm. been like, "Leave my office! Like, what are you talking about?" Like, it's just oh my that's God. I don't know what they think rock radio is playing right now. Like, Harry's a rock star in the way that he dresses mm. and carries himself and performs, but his music is is really pop. Yeah. It is. It's really, it's it's not this kind of rock. He's not Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> it's not that, I mean, some of that music isn't even that heavy, but it's not the type of music that old white men would listen to. It's pop. And they're, who are listening to rock radio, and because yeah. I used to give prizes out to them, and that's, they're the only ones who are listening. <laughs> Shit, shock, horror. See, this, okay, this is where you could fit a little more. See, they, they said rock radio in the article, but I think they really mean alternative because they did mention that alt station in New York. So alternative has 21 pilots, Tame Impala, Weezer, All Time Low. Like okay, maybe he could fit in there a little bit better. Yeah. I don't think that would be like Machine Gun Kelly's on there. Billie Eilish is on there. The 1975. I don't think he would stand out nearly as much on this as he would on the rock charts. Yeah. So I think that had a much bigger chance. But so this was obviously a popular slash unpopular slash heated topic on mm -hmm. Twitter because it got, like I said, over 36,000 likes. So a lot of people were talking. So like the number one reply is, why won't rock radio play him? This person goes, because he creates dreadful corporately sanctioned pop music. <laughs> Nobody except him and his team think he's a rock star <laughs> because he's not rock. Hope that helps. <laughs> like, oh my God. You can't like, make this up. All the answers. People, you know, are like, what is this bullshit? And then, you know, the discourse obviously moved over to Tumblr. And, you know, a lot of them were talking about how it's it really comes from like this perception of Harry as having come out of a boy band with a mostly mm. female fan base. And that's what's keeping him off. Because if you have a female fan base, people are always going to question your credibility. I I don't know how I feel about this. I almost feel like it lies with, is there just a radio plugger who isn't going to these stations because he, they just think, well, it's not really worth our time? Or is it because of that? But I think, like, like why would Columbia push alt radio when he's smashing it in pop radio mm. uh, like I, I mean i guess it would kind of open him up to new listeners because that's definitely a different you know base who's listening to those stations yeah again maybe it's part of a bigger plan maybe he knows the direction he wants to take album three in and it might be more in the pop genre and that's why they're not branching out more i mean it could be down to so many different reasons yeah. One thing that somebody brought up was like, if it was on alt radio, it would expand him into more of a male, you know, demographic possibly, um, versus it being basically all female right now. And somebody was like, I really enjoy going to his shows where it's majority, you know, women, girls, it's very safe. And I don't have to worry mm. about being groped in the pit. And it's wonderful. 
is what they said on Tumblr. And that kind of like, I think it plays into Harry making his concerts feel like a safe place for people and not having old white men there <laughs> helps. Yeah. It helps. So I just, I, I do think that him and his team know his fan base. If he's come from a boy band, of course, a lot of his fans are going to be female. Mm -hmm. Like those fans aren't just going to drop off because, oh my God, he's released a song like Kiwi and it's got guitars in it. Like that shit doesn't happen. No. And I think like the females loved him having a bit of a rock edge. Like that just is even more appealing, you know? But it doesn't make him rock. I'm your baby. It's none of your business. <sighs> so, the last thing I wanted to say on this is that, you know, I think with all of Harry's classic rock influences, he tends mm -hmm. to be the one artist that you can, like, play to your parents. And they're like, oh, I, I get this. I see, I see some Fleetwood Mac in here. I see some Jefferson Airplane in here. Like, they like listening to him, too. And I think that's why the author of this article thinks that, you know, he could appeal to more adult alternative listeners is because of these references that he makes. But hmm. I think they would just be like, he's trying to be Stevie Nicks. Why is he wearing a dress? Ugh. It's tiring, isn't it? It's really tiring. Basically, I don't, I don't want any old people in a fandom. Thank you. I'm old enough. I think I should kind of be at the top. <laughs> no, that's so, it's very ageist of me. I, I don't mean it. I do mean it. <laughs> I kind of agree with what you're saying here. And I think that this article is, it's, I feel like it's good because it's got a lot of different people talking about it. But I also just feel like it's a bit of common sense. Like, of course, he's not being played on rock radio. Have you actually listened to his albums? Have you looked at his background? Yeah. Um, I mean... And where his fans are. Yeah, bravo on writing that article and clearly getting a lot of interest and page revenue from it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't... Me, personally, I don't think that that is something that Harry or his team needs to worry about. So don't you worry. So I'm just here to ease your anxiety. <laughs> I almost think they're like more worried about rock radio, mm. like and its need for like new artists and like something different. Because like I remember like AAF used to get stuck just playing old stuff all the time because that's all that they like aging demographic ever wanted to listen to. Yeah. And like when you would play something different, not as different as Harry Styles, but like some, like even like a new Green Day or something, they'd be like, what is this? Why can't you just play ACDC? Well, I just feel like if those stations have been like that for so long and that is their demographic and they're catering to it and they're not throwing in that new mix of music because they don't like it, then that's all it's ever going to be. Well, like, that's the problem because AAF died. <laughs> right. Well, they'll just have to get a Spotify subscription. <laughs> Basically, radio's dying so and Harry can't save it single-handedly. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. He can he can do a lot in the world, but he can't, he can't do radio. that. <laughs> oh man, I think that about wraps us up for this week, don't you? Nothing like ending on a high, baby. <laughs> a watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar Hi! Yes, I love that TikTok sound where the little kid goes hi. hi. <laughs> it's so cute. God, I hope when we come back to you, there's still in two weeks. There still is a TikTok. 
I think there will be. Don't worry. <sighs> Otherwise, just move here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Be like, they'll be like, "Why are you?" I'm trying to move into the UK. I'm like, um, I need TikTok. I'll let you decorate my apartment like someone blind's done it. If you want, I can put pasta in your drawers. No, <laughs> that's where you draw the line. You can have a rank chair though. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just pull it off the street. Oh yeah, it may as well. It looks the same. <laughs> Oh, man. That has been Fandemonium Episode 7. Lucky number 7. Lucky number 7. If you've made it this far, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be with you again in, I don't know, two weeks. We'll see how it goes. Follow us uh, at United by Pop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are on TikTok. Who knows for how long? See you there. Thank you. Bye.